Hey, and welcome back to Giovanni Giulia's Movies and More, where I talk about movies and more. Alright, everyone, welcome back to the show. Today I'm here to talk about a fun buddy cop movie from the 90s that stars Bruce Willis and Damon Wayans, and that is, of course, The Last Boy Scout. This movie follows a down-and-out cynical detective who teams up with a down-and-out ex-quarterback to try and solve a murder case involving a pro football team and a politician. This movie is, is pretty good. Um, I would say it's pretty good. That's kind of the best way I can sum it up. Uh, I think that Shane Black, I've talked about him a bunch before. This is like sort of the end of my series on him. Uh, if you've been paying attention recently, the last bunch of episodes that I've been releasing have all been retrospectives on movies he either wrote or directed or wrote and directed. And this movie is written by him. It's directed by Tony Scott, who is a pretty accomplished director in his own right, but this movie sort of seems like, to a certain degree, someone who, like, sees a movie like Lethal Weapon or something that Shane Black has written and sort of kind of co-ops it but misunderstands kind of what made it great is sort of the way I'd put this. It's not terrible, but it just doesn't quite have the same magic. And the writing is often pretty sharp. They have a good dynamic, the two movie the, the two leads in the movie, uh, which is kind of funny because they actually hated each other behind the scenes, but they they do have a good um, a good chemistry with each other, and a lot of the lines are very witty and clever. And the plot of the movie is pretty interesting, and they do a good job of keeping you interested and sort of weaving you in and out through the layers of this conspiracy. They do a good job of creating interesting, relatable characters. A lot of that stuff it does work. I think this movie suffers is sort of there are a lot of moments where despite the actual like villains plot being pretty creative, the actual plot of the movie, the way it moves forward is sort of like we're checking boxes. We're sort of doing doing these things because we have to, but it doesn't really feel like it's been earned or justified in any real way, which is kind of disappointing, especially from a writer who normally can produce stuff as tight as Shane Black does. It's just, you know, there's, there's no, uh, there's no fat. He always just lean, mean stories that move, and they're really fun to watch. And that's normally his MO. But in this movie, it's a little bit unwieldy. If something like Lethal Weapon is like a straight line, this is sort of like a like a stock graph. It's like going up and down and all over the place, and you can't really predict where it's going. But it still goes back up to where it started at the end, if that makes any sense. Um yeah, I think that a lot of the moments that stood out for me in particular were like, it almost seemed like they couldn't make up their mind about what the characters were going to do next. They're like, oh, I'm going home. But that's like, uh, what are you doing? I'm going to her place to to like look for evidence. Like, wait, you just said you were going home. And after that, it's like, all right, we'll see you in the morning. And then they like, but then they get in the car and then they like keep driving. I'm like, wait, what are you doing? Uh, it didn't like seem like they really could decide the, uh, like the thrust of the plot line, like where exactly were they going and, and when, when were they going and, and why did they decide that? Why did he change his mind about this one thing? Um, there, there didn't seem to be like a proper amount of thought put into their motivations for some of those moments. And then there are also just some kind of weird, awkward moments in the movie. Like when um, they're captured in the forest and Damon Wayans and Bruce Willis's characters are like, um, they're, they're, being like held by the bad guys in the forest and then uh bruce willis's daughter walks up and she's got like a teddy bear she's like hey mister here take my teddy bear or whatever and i'm like 
what is happening right now? This is so weird. And then he's like, all right, Mr. Puppet is whatever. And then he like shoots all the people because there's like a gun hidden in the teddy bear or whatever. But I'm like, this is so weird. What a random thing. These people don't think this is suspicious at all. They wouldn't like try to apprehend this girl or shoot her or like throw her, you know, push her away or be like, get out of here, kid, beat it or whatever. They're not like, oh, this is just some random child who's wandered into the woods and and yeah go ahead come look at our evil plan and watch as we attempt to murder these two people like it's just weird the way it, it's shot the way it like plays out on screen it's just it reads awkward and i don't think it was supposed to i get the idea and actually the idea is kind of cool the the shooting with the teddy bear and stuff and just like the absurdity of that moment it's pretty funny in its own right, but like just the way it was staged, it comes off very awkward. Very similar to the beginning of the movie as well. I almost would have thought that was a dream sequence because when he shoots him on the field, I was like, what? What? He shot him on the field. And then he's like, keep running. And he's like, and he's like shooting everybody. And then he's like, you know, he says whatever line and then he shoots himself. I was like, what did I just watch? There's a football player running down the field, shooting people. I was like, this is absurd. Um, it was, it was just like the way it played was so weird. There's such a better way to do that. There's like, you know, they kind of use that later on in the movies. Like, He's, you know, it just happens, whatever. Uh, all of a sudden, you're you're doing drugs and whatever, and then you can't afford this, you can't, whatever. You got responsibilities now and all this stuff. He's, like, telling him his whole story. And then he's, like, kind of getting into how the league effed him over. And he's, like, and then you end up blowing out your brains, like, whatever the guy's name in the beginning was. And I was, like, okay, yeah, that's one thing. If you, like, see him get screwed over after a game or during a game, you see him go home and, like, sit down drunk, kill himself that's one thing that's a very powerful moment that doesn't read ridiculous like this where it's like oh yeah you know how the 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 nfl screws people over well sometimes they go on shooting sprees on the field and then they shoot themselves at the end it's just, it's just such an outlandish thing that like just catches you so off guard and the fact that it's the very it's the very first scene it's not a dream sequence it's nothing that actually happened and they sort of just like leave it unaddressed for a very long time it's like wait why do we see that it's just so out of place it really i think they should have spot that for something else so i think that's honestly just my biggest thing here there's just a lot of moments that are just kind of weird and awkward like like the puzzle piece wasn't quite cut correctly like it sort of fits but it's like missing a little bit of that round edge that would make it fit perfectly and i think if it just was a little bit more polished and some of these hard edges were buffed out and it would just be a lot more smooth and a lot more digestible to the viewer because as it is there's a lot of really cool ideas a lot of really well-written exchanges and really cool action scenes and good character moments but uh, the, some of the the stuff in between it can get a little bit odd so in that way i would definitely not recommend this one as much as the rest of his filmography i th think there's a reason why it has sort of been forgotten um it's not great it's definitely entertaining and i would for sure watch it again i mean there's a lot worse stuff you could watch but i mean the long kiss good night lethal weapon um kiss kiss bang bang the nice guys those are a bunch of movies that I would definitely start with first if you're really getting into him. Hell, even Monster Squad, I think I would check out first. Iron Man 3, I would definitely throw in there. Like, th those are all really, really great movies. And I think that this is sort of just like a 
second fiddle that kind of fell into the background, and I understand why. So I'd say it's maybe worth a watch once, but I wouldn't have, you know get your hopes up too high for it. If you're there for like a fun, good time, then I think that definitely delivers. You just can't think about it too hard. Otherwise, it's just kind of weird. So yeah, I had come down kind of mixed on it, but didn't hate it. It's a more of a positive mix, but it's still like it's not going to be one of my top ones. You know, I'm not going to go back to it over and over again. So that's kind of my consensus. Before I get out of here, I want to say that I am grateful for my home gym. I I definitely didn't appreciate our gym and how much equipment we had when I was younger. It's just something I've always grown up with. I've always had it right in my grasp. It's always been in my basement. And so, you know, you sort of get used to it and it doesn't really seem special, especially when you're young and don't work out. But now that I work out much more regularly, I really appreciate that we have almost every single thing that you could need. Uh, there's very few pieces of equipment that we don't have down there. And that saves so much time and money on like a gym membership and going to a different place when I could just go downstairs. And it's as good, if not better, than a lot of other gyms because I don't have to share it. I don't have to wait for other people. I don't need, you know, like to switch on or anything, share weights. It doesn't matter. It's all right there great for me and that's really cool like i definitely appreciate it a lot more now that i'm older and you know i'll have a lot of friends that go to the gym and stuff a lot of family members that have gym memberships it's like just something i'll never need because i have it right there so i'm very grateful for that what a what a very cool thing that my dad was able to get way way back in the day i know it was hip for him obviously but just it definitely paid off we have a really cool gym set up so i'm grateful for that all right. If you enjoy the show and you want to give it some love, please rate and review it wherever you get your podcast. Five stars would be super helpful. You can do it right in app. And while you're there, consider subscribing so you never miss an episode. Post these every Tuesday and Thursday and some random days throughout the week, depending on what's going on in pop culture. And if you have somebody in your life you think would enjoy the show, please send them my way. I'd love to have them. Word of mouth is one of the best ways to uh, get the word out about this show. And then... If you want links to every possible place you can listen to this podcast, every episode I've released so far, links to buy my clothes, contact me, all kinds of stuff. You can find all of that at moviesandmorepod.com, which is linked in the description below as well. So thank you if you've done all that, and thank you in advance if you're going to. But most importantly, thank you as always for listening. That is the the great the best thing you do for me, and I'm I'm definitely grateful for that too. So yeah, uh, until next time, water is wet, uh, sky is blue. And women have secrets. Peace.